Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Let me begin by saying thank you to uh, some of our listeners who have given us money in support of this little project called Peculiar Podcast. And some of these are familiar names. They've done it again and again, and we can't thank you enough. E. Hansen, Richard Guff. I can remember how to pronounce his name now. James Williams, E. Hansen, again. Yeah, thanks. It's Eric. Thank you, Eric. Oh, Eric yeah, Hansen. Yeah, and Eric. Catherine Tang. Huge thanks for Especially Catherine. generous. Yes. Eduardo Caliwag. And I know we've heard from Eduardo before because yeah. I love his last name. I do too. And Margot Feather. Yeah. Thank you all. Thanks so for much. your support. It helps keep the bills paid and the podcast running. And if you want to donate, just a cup of coffee the amount of a cup of coffee just go to our website peculiarpodcast.com and just click on the coffee cup it helps a lot and we really do love doing this for fun and free yeah. so it's nice to be able to help defray some of those costs it is indeed can i start by telling you the story about my uh, beloved dog elliot uh, people who don't own dogs or don't have pets I, I have to be honest with you. I used to think you were a little nutty about your dogs. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Because you... I didn't have a dog, and I didn't get it. And then I said, gee, she acts like this is a member of her family. I mean, it's a little overdone, isn't it? Yeah. Then I got a dog, and now two, and I'm insanely um, in love with these animals. I love my dog as much as I love for you, for you may think. My dog will always come through. All he asks from me is the food to give him strength. All he ever needs is love, and that he knows he'll get. So I love my dog as much as I love you. So now, I think what I'm hearing you say is that you owe me an apology. Well, that was an apology as best as I could I know. It's, it is crazy. People oh who God. aren't dog people don't get it. They don't get it. And if, if you have a dog that passes away, the non-dog dog people go, that. I'm really sorry, but it's just a dog. And yeah. you just, you're thinking, what what are you talking about? If you don't, I can't even date non-dog people. I dated a non-dog person for a while, and you met him, and you know who he is. And I can't well, believe... Well, if you don't have a dog, that's one thing. But if you actually don't like dogs, you know, you can't date someone like that. Well, it's... Who doesn't love dogs? It's okay. You're right. If you don't have a dog, that's okay. But, you know, he wouldn't even call my dog by her name. He'd go, look at it. 
He'd go, it. He'd it. And I'm like, she's so daisy. That's my girl. If you had a child and you called it it all the time. Yeah. He was horrible. Yeah. Well, so anyway, I... I, So I I, killed him. I actually get tearful when I think about anything happening to these dogs. Elliot's getting older now. He's nine years old. I can't believe it. Yeah. And... He's got a long while. Uh, we were alarmed uh, recently. He his he, he had this hip uh, he had this leg surgery and it didn't go as well as we had hoped and he still has trouble getting up you know but he's pretty active. But we recently had the dogs at the dog groomer and so when they came home their copious fur was shaved and we we looked at him and we said oh my gosh look at his hips. They're bulging way out, and they looked like they were badly swollen, and oh, and no. so, so we uh, we took him to the vet, and uh, you know I'm bracing myself for horrible news, and uh, it was actually my wife that took him to the vet, and she she brings the the veterinarian comes into the room, takes a look at Elliot, and goes, <laughs> oh, oh look at him, oh my God, what? And, and she said, what 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 do you mean? She said. This guy, he, you feed him quite a bit, don't you? Oh. And he said, what Elliot has are dog love handles. Ah! It's big love handles. What's love got to do, got to do with it? You're kidding me. No, it's like his, he has the equivalent of a big butt, is what, because I've been giving him too many treats and he's... It's like giving him a cream pie three or four times a day, and he just got a big ass now. <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? I was so Poor relieved. Elliot. And now he's on. It's, a, it's now the, he's on a diet. It's exactly like taking off your clothes. You took his clothes off. Yeah. And yeah. you went. To, you just don't want to look in the mirror. He probably doesn't even look in the mirror now. He's like, ah, oh, crap. I'm so embarrassed. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. Look at the size of that ass. Yeah. It's just. It was just as he called them do- doggy love handles. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yeah. So that was. That's good news. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be careful. Um, because when you do give them treats, and you do it because you feel like you're being a good doggy parent, oh, yeah, and you yeah. love them, and you look at them, and you go, oh, do you want to do And you have to discipline yourself. It's if, all my if, fault. As much yeah. as if, if not more, when you're putting your own food in your own mouth, and it's hard to do on both counts. Some vets just say, you know what? However many treats you're giving them, give them just one less. Yeah. I mean, start somewhere, but right. you can't keep... Uh, and, of course, it's not helping his... <laughs> His arth- arthritis and his joints when yeah. he's carrying that much weight around. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> but this morning, a neighbor called up, the next door neighbor called up and said, Hey, send Elliot over here. I have something. And she had, this woman had made some muffins for us. And I love that he's, uh, for, for folks that don't know, he is such a good retriever and will carry things yeah. back and forth between your neighbors. Yeah, we've, sent, we've, so sent, like, we've sent like three or four eggs over in it's one of those so little cute. freezer bags. And he never messes anything up. He takes it straight over. It's so cute. Straight back and send a message over. Are you them. sure their eggs are actually getting there? He's not eating them on the way? No, they report that they arrive in good but shape. That might be something else you want to, is not have him transporting food this point if he's got love handles well, that's a good point that's a good point maybe we shouldn't be doing that at all uh, he's great i just i just love that dog and then our, my other dog is sadie both of them are springer spaniels and do you give sadie terrific. as much treats uh, many treats as you give your favorite your favorite child i do but i also exercise 
Sadie Moore because she loves to go after balls. Yeah. So I throw a ball for her. Elliot couldn't care less about going after a ball. You know, you can get, uh, like, do you have a treadmill or anything? Because you can actually teach them to work out on the treadmill. And you're looking at me like, what? You can. You can put him up there, and while you're watching TV, he can be running. And then he's going to look over at you and go, why don't you get your fat ass up here? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> if anybody should be on a treadmill, it should be you, master. But uh, that it reminded me that I'd seen this article, uh, and, and it's, if you are a dog owner or a dog lover, you probably already knew this to be true, but scientists have now confirmed that dogs know how we are feeling. They know how humans are feeling. Yeah. Uh, I, my wife had uh, some back issues recently, so we have this electric massager thing. It's a wand. I have one of, of the, I have one of those. Yeah. Well, this thing. And so she said, she lied down. And she said, "Please run this all over my back." For me. Oh, on your back. And okay. anytime I hit a bad spot on her, she go, "Oh, ah, oh." And so I knew I was getting the right spot. Well, Elliot thinks I'm hurting her. Oh. He gets up on the bed and he's got this really confused look on his face. And every time she oh, winces or makes baby. a noise. And he got a look on his face. In the nine years I've had him, I've never seen this look before. He looked at me, and his eyes narrowed. I've never seen him do that before. Really? He was giving me a hard look. Right. Almost like a warning sort yeah. of look. Like, what are you doing? <clears throat> yeah. What are you doing to her? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing to me. I'd never seen the look before. Yeah, that's interesting. He didn't growl or anything, but he looked like he was ready to pounce if I... I've, any farther. I've had days when um, I completely lose it and it's a bad day or I'm feeling really low and I do find that Quince Quince is very cuddly anyway but he he will paste himself on me uh, when we if we go to be, uh, bed at night he'll get under the covers and just paste himself on me he just I don't know what that is it's so comforting though it's yeah. it's um, he sleeps on my bed normally but not like on me and I always know those days when I'm not doing well, he somehow senses that. And, and yeah, I don't think this is new to anybody who owns a dog. They know that well, our dogs know true, though. It's interesting. But if I'm, in a, if I'm yelling at something, I hit my hand, yeah. thumb with a if hammer, Elliot will take off. Yeah, so he, will Quince. He, he gets out of the room. Yeah, he's like, it's, the crap's going yeah. down. I got to get out of here. I have to go find him and reassure him everything's fine. <laughs> don't, you don't and have... don't you feel like a bad dog oh, parent do. that you've scared terrible. your dog? Yeah, because that's, that's what you've done. Yeah. Uh, but the the scient, uh, scientists say that they they have these dogs uh, spending a lot of time looking at an image uh, in a mirror, and and they, when they look at the image, the expression they they saw matched the emotional state of an audio clip that they were playing at the same time. And so researchers believe that humans uh, favor this survival trait throughout generations of domesticating dogs, and and. Uh, so I just I thought that was cool. Dogs are not just these objects sitting around your house like furniture. They are they're kind of people. They or, have bo- they have souls and, and beings. Yeah. 
Am I? You know, and I always, I'm one of those people who always says, gee, I wonder what he's thinking right now. Or, I wish he could talk. What use your say? words, buddy. Use yeah, your words. Yeah. But it's stupid. Uh, no, it's stupid, but... Uh, and we might not want to know what No, that's one of the nice things about a dog. They won't give you that kind of feedback. So It's been, um, it's been a year now since Daisy... Uh, passed away. I can't believe she's been gone for a whole year. Mm-mm. And so it's just been me and Quince. And I, I've been thinking about getting another dog. And I've, I've, I kind of want to get another rescue. Because you've usually had two dogs. I kind of have always had two dogs. Yeah. And he's kind of lonely too. And he's really bored with me. But I've been looking into getting a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. I wanted to rescue one of those. Not necessarily getting a puppy. I would like to rescue another dog. And so I've been almost probably four months looking for another dog. I happened to cross a puppy and my plan was not to get a puppy, but it just, you know, things just sort of line up and yeah. all of a sudden there's a puppy and he was a little chocolate colored Cocker Spaniel and he had blue eyes and he was 12 weeks old and I'm like, oh gosh, do I want to do a puppy? And it just felt like I should. And they called it puppy love. Oh, I guess they'll never know. So I made arrangements with this gal to bring this little 12-week-old, sweet little boy, big blue eyes, down to my house. This was a few weeks ago. I have an adult dog, so I don't have any puppy stuff. So before his arrival, I bought a puppy crate. And they called it Puppy Love. Bought puppy leash, puppy collar, puppy bowl, puppy food, puppy shampoo. So you've already figured you're going to do this. I figured that even, I was going to do this, even though I hadn't met him yet. Okay. How bad can a puppy be? I mean, he looks cute. Here's here. I'll take him. Well, it, he turned out to be a complete asshole. Complete asshole. When she brought him in, he was so cute and sweet. He took one look at Quince, and he starts snarling. And, and not, a, not a fear thing, a... a um, a submissive, you can tell when a dog comes into a pack if they're going to be <clears throat> high man or low man. And he came in and started snarling and barking and lunging. And I had to separate them because Quince is like, what the H-E double hockey sticks is going on here? She was a very nice lady and she stayed with me for an, over an hour. It took an hour for them to finally be in the same room. And I, I felt so bad and I said, you know, I... I feel terrible, but I just don't think I can have him. I This is not what I was expecting. And she was very kind, and she said, do you want to keep him overnight? And I go, I don't really. And Quince is looking at me like, no, no, don't keep him overnight. Don't you do it. And even even when he would walk in the room, he'd kind of look out of his eyes sideways. like. And I thought, I don't want to do that to Quince. And I cried when I put him back in her car and it got, came into my house, and, and then I'm surrounded by all this puppy stuff, and it's like, I felt like I had a miscarriage. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the adoption didn't go through. It was horrible. So I... Well, I'm sure there are people who would tell you that you didn't give it a chance if you were there for an hour. I mean, animals do have a way of cohabitating eventually. I mean, our cat, felt, w- it, our cat would not go near the dogs. As dogs came around, cat was gone. Couldn't find him. But... Over time, they kind of have this peaceful you coexistence. Right. And, and this is what troubled me, is I thought, I, and I second-guessed myself but you don't to know. death. you don't know for sure. And I had other friends who said, that just sounds like a lifetime of maintenance, and if he's got that dominant of a personality at 12 weeks old, <clears throat> you may be constantly, constantly working with him to, to train him. And 
you know, I like my dogs like I like my men. I want him kind of quiet and submissive. And he, he just wasn't fit in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like him loud and barking. I don't like him loud and aggressive. Yeah. So I was very upset. Well, so I told Quince, it's just going to be you and I for a while, buddy. And we'll see if our, our dog comes our way. And maybe this summer we'll look at getting another one. But now I have all this puppy crap sitting I was going to donate it, and then somebody said, no, keep it if you're going to look again this summer. Yeah. You might get a puppy. Who knows? Yeah. Well, what What do you mean puppy crap? I mean. It's a little It's a little puppy crate, a little puppy oh. clothes, little puppy collar, little puppy oh, food. Oh, I see. It was not play toys. <clears throat> I do have a little puppy. Well, play- Quince can play with the little toys, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't He doesn't differentiate between, well, wait a minute. This well, that's is, just one this thing is of for all- puppies. I'm not playing with that. <laughs> so I'm a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a puppy love. Anyway, it, well, was, I'm it sure... was horribly disappointing. And you're right, I might have made a mistake. No, but... I'm sure there are people who will say, oh, man, she never gave that a chance. I, I mean, know. Everybody's got their opinions. Have you ever had your dog in your car uh, with windows down and then, well this happened to us one time, then some woman came barreling out of a store to... Um, I, like how you, that's, I like how you describe how people move because it's very, just barreling out of a well, store. Well she did barrel <laughs> out. It's, Roll out a barrel We'll have a barrel of fun Quite self-righteous about leaving the dogs in the car when we were going in to get a bottle of pop. Oh, she right barreled back. out at you is yeah. what you mean? Oh, yeah. my. Yeah, we kind of got into it a little bit. But some people in their advocacy for animals uh, will make assumptions and judgments about uh, how people ought to uh, take. You see people do that with, with other people's kids as well, you know. Right. Uh, well, that used to be okay <clears throat> to discipline other people's kids. And now you can't say anything because parents are uh, very righteous and you can't talk to my child that way or the kid is, I don't have to listen to you. You're not my dad. And when I was growing up, it didn't matter what adult either told you to shut up or they smacked you. And you just, you had to do what Mrs. Smith said. I know it sounds old fashioned, but uh, man, somewhere things got lost along the way. Now kids, uh, you know, can go, well, I, I don't know if I've told you this story about a woman, a friend of ours who, um is a teacher she's a substitute teacher in another school district uh, over east of the mountains and so she is a spanish teacher and so she inherits this classroom full of kids that will not that won't stop talking they won't play they're on their cell phones and and they they declared to her that we don't like you we like mr jenkins or whatever his name is some guy had a heart attack so she had to has to take his class for a while to the point where she's near tears just talking about it because these kids are, these are inmates running the asylum. Yeah, that's right. And, and she has no, and she's not getting any support from the school principal who apparently is a wimp, doesn't want to rock the boat. And, and so, you know, it's obvious, but everybody tells her, quit that job. You, yeah. Don't, you, don't need, you don't need that in your life. Who needs it? It's not even your class. You I, I don't, I, I feel really poorly, badly. <clears throat> for teachers who are teaching anything above the age of 10 and maybe even yeah. that's a cutoff age it's tough. um because um yeah the parenting isn't there and and we live in a not my child age 
right. know, not my child. Well, yeah, your child. And I don't know. I maybe I don't really have any room to speak since I don't have any kids. That well, I know, but. you you <clears throat> intrinsically know that you can't. Uh, it, 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 kids just they're they're kids. They need to be guided. They need to be told what to do, and and when to do it. And and if you and if it's not happening at home, it sure isn't going to happen at school. That's true. Especially if there's no support from uh, the uh, the administration or the hierarchy of the school. Teach your children well. Their father's help did slowly go by and feed them on your dreams. The one they fix, the one you know by. Well, let's change subjects now. Okay. Let's talk about this. Uh, and it's probably just a matter of perspective, but it seems like that a bunch of well-known names, uh, personalities, celebrities, musicians, actors, are all and sports figures are all croaking off yeah, at the, the same time. This first, we're we're taping right at the end of January now. We haven't got as we are taping this. We have not gotten to the last day of January, and the list I printed out the list of all the celebrities who have died just in this month. This year. 2016 is on track to be the most death-ridden year ever. Come on, now we can break that record. Let's isn't, go. Isn't it crazy? We still got another day. Abe Vigoda, which is so funny in a way because Abe Vigoda was reported dead by a Variety magazine, I think, 35 years ago or something like that. Yeah, he's one of a handful of celebrities that everybody has to keep saying, nope, they're still alive. They're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And there are whole lists on the internet of people that dead or alive right. isn't it like a little contest yeah so he did pass away somebody and, and and by the time this airs who knows who else is going to pass away but he's the latest that just passed away a few yeah. years ago uh see some of the names we would know so we alan rickman passed away right. this month um a lot of musicians passed away glenn fry passed away david bowie david bowie um oh the guy from jefferson airplane yeah uh the guitar guy uh Paul Cantner. Paul Cantner, yes. Mick Gillette from Tower of Power. Yeah. Our old friend Bill Schwartz, who did the sports on The Mighty Mo on your show. He's your old friend, but you've never pronounced his last name correctly. Can you say it for me? It's Bill Schwartz. What do I say? You say Schwartz. And you say Like it's an S-C-H sound. And you say what? Schwartz. S-W-A-R-T-Z. Schwartz. Oh, it's a sissy sound. It's like like you have warts, but with an S in front of it. Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz. Oh, okay. That's good. Okay. I'll screw it up next time too. But that was his favorite. His favorite band was Tower of Power. Remember how you used to always tell us that? You're still a young He was actually very upset when that guy, when McDonald's. Power, power is great. I've seen him in, in person a couple of times, you know, so that's tough. Um, and then all these athletes, Lawrence Phillips, an NFL player. I don't know who that uh, is. Well, you wouldn't. Monty Irvin, a former Major League Baseball player, was one of the good? first blacks. Oh, that's right, uh, in, yeah. In the 1950s. I do And, uh, and uh, locally here in the Seattle area, John Johnson, who was a Seattle Sonic. And I think he was also a trailblazer. He died. And, and uh, Dick from Dick's Burgers passed away this month, too. Actually, last month. He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, he's a nice man. Dick, Anybody else on here? Dick uh, Spady, uh, I think his name was. And uh, got to meet him a couple of times. Nice guy. 
Even though you, these people are working at his burger places, they got paid really well and they had full medical benefits. Right. So that's a pretty neat guy. And we also lost the founding member of Earth, Wind, and Fire, Maurice White. So that led me to kind of the um, an internet search on, well, who is alive that people think are dead, which I've mentioned earlier. So I, I printed out this whole list of, of actors and actresses well, that are, as of this taping, still going. One of these going. could be well checked out by the time we air this. We actually air who? this. Um, well, oh, any one of them. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm kind of surprised at some of these. I thought some of these weren't around, and they're still they're still here. Well, I see Gene Hackman on the list, who's 85 now. Wow. Gene Hackman, I mean, he made a movie like every moment. Yeah, he did. And he then when he everything. decided to retire, that was it. And they've, nobody's been able to persuade him to come out of and retirement. And that's why everybody thinks he's dead, but he he's said, still alive. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, the, my, our friend Bob Nelson, who, who wrote the movie... In Nebraska, the the director wanted Gene Hackman for the lead role that Bruce Dern eventually right. played, and he was just so sure he could cajole him into it. He said, "You're going to win another Oscar for this. You've got if you take this role, it's an automatic." He didn't care. Nope, I'm retired. I'm done. That's it. And so he remains that way. Yeah. The oldest person on the list you have here. Yeah, and I this isn't the complete list. It's just a list I found. Is Kirk Douglas, who is 99. Years old now. And I was looking at Michael Douglas the other day, who is... Who looks 99. 67, 69 years old, almost 70. Maybe he's in his 70s. And I thought, God, what guy who's 70 years old has his dad still alive? Uh, right. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. That's pretty pretty cool, I guess. His, his dad had a stroke many years ago, but even at that, he appeared in a movie with him. And uh, as far as we know, he's, he's still relatively hale and hearty. Just has a little trouble speaking. Uh, this is somebody I thought had passed. Zsa Zsa Gabor. She is still around. She is the the thing that that takes a licking and keeps on ticking. And she was the one in Green Acres, not her sister, right? No, no, it was her sister. Oh, it was her sister? Yeah. Ava, Ava Gabor. Ava Gabor. No, it wasn't. It yeah. was Zsa Zsa. No, no. I'm looking that up. You Go ahead and look it up. You'll, 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 then you'll owe me an apology. Uh, Ava Gabor was in Green Acres. Yep. I think you're wrong. No, I'm not. Look it up right now. I'm looking no. it up right here, now. Here, here, use my phone. No, no I, I guess it. Right no, that Jaja. The, the reason I know that is because the Ava was such a great actress, and Jaja is just not the actress. That is Eddie. Not Marv Albert. And this is Eva. New York is where I'd rather stay. Gabor. I got allergic smelling hay. I just adore a penthouse view. Darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. The chores. The stores. Fresh air. Times Square. You are my wife. Carl Reiner. Not about that, but you're right. 
Yeah. Ava oh, Gabor. Of course I'm right. No, why would you even be like that? Just say, well, yeah, I was, I, yeah, I kind of know. You don't have to be because, all because snotty if you about had been, it. If you had been right, you'd be you'd be prancing around the room and just... Sniffing and hitching. <laughs> I know. Okay, Ava Gabor. Okay, so it's, I don't even know it. It's actually sad that I know that with such certainty. I know, right? Talk about obscure information. Okay, you were right. Here's one I see, and I hate to say it, here's one I see uh, coming. Very soon, Doris Day. I know. I knew you were going to say that. I just think so. Oh, it's, she's just so f- wonderful mm-hmm. and an, an animal activist. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke and her heart Dick, when Rock Hudson passed away. Dick Van Dyke is ninety. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, Jerry Lewis, who I saw a couple of years ago at the Emerald Queen Casino in in concert, was absolutely. Um, it, it was absolutely disastrous. Appearance. Yeah, you told uh, me that. How uncomfortable was that? Very. Ugh. He's 89 now. I saw Rickles a couple years ago. Don he, Rickles is still alive. He's 89. I didn't read this list. Through. He wow. had a little. He had a problem of some kind with his um, leg, and so he now he uses a cane. At least the last few times I've seen him, and he's one of those guys. As he gets older, he sinks lower into a chair. It's like his. His torso is descending into his hips. Yeah. So it's just like when he sits down, it looks like a head (laughs) holding his head in his lap sort of thing. But by golly, he's still going and he's still performing as far as I know. Nice to see you in a red shirt right in the front. That's class. I never entertained a Mountie. (laughs) 40 million Americans, I got to get a dummy Mountie right here in the front. Hello, dummy. And he waved to me yet. I said, hello, dummy. And he went, he knows me. I'm a Mountie. <sighs> nice night, huh? I was upstairs laying on the bed, thinking about the moves I was going to make with the wife. <laughs> she was in the other room with a Pepsi bottle going, wah, 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 Weirdo, weirdo. Shakes Pepsi bottles to get me in heat. Richard Anderson, the actor, 89. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. He was the guy that was, uh, I don't remember what his name was in the show, but in $6 million Man, he was the guy that was kind of... The boss uh, six, guy? The boss guy, yeah. Okay, I know who that among is. Among other things. Harry Belafonte, still alive. Jerry Stiller, his wife died his recently. His wife, yeah, she just passed away. Stiller <clears throat> is still going at 88. Roger Moore, 88. Roger Moore. This is the one I couldn't believe. Adam West is 87 years old. Yeah. That didn't seem possible to me. He was Batman, right? Yeah. 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 He's from... Back uh, in... Was that a show that went... It was the 50s or the 60s? Uh, 60s, <clears throat> I would say, on Batman. And uh, he... Um, he's from eastern Washington. Uh, and for all I know, he still lives over there. That, that's where he came from. Moses Lake, somewhere like that. Bob Newhart, I've seen him recently on a talk show. He's 86 now. Sean Sean Connery is 85. Yeah. That's a really hard to believe that he could be that age. Yeah, he's still alive, though. And Duvall is 85. Robert Duvall, James Earl Jones, same age. Rip Torn. Rip Torn's going to be in a movie up, coming up. I can't I can't remember which one it was. You mean <clears throat> uh, Torn? <laughs> yes. That guy? That guy. Yeah. And uh, Shatner is 84. See, that one didn't surprise me. I, I, I knew... There was a couple of them. I knew Betty White was still alive. I knew William Shatner was still alive. Sophia Loren, you would know. I would know. Shirley, She's still alive. Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, still with us. And There's was, not any any name there that will not eventually show up in the newspaper, though. Do you think that this whole that that 
the any that this list this year do you think this list will remain intact next year i guess is my no, awkward question no, no you don't think so oh no no there they'll be you'll be able to check several of these people off the list you know there are there are bets on those there is there's yeah. websites out oh, i there. know there's overs and unders on this sort of stuff all the time yeah my brother Celebrity has this death pools are my big brother business. has this rather sadistic thing that he thinks is funny and i do not which he, is probably why I like your brother better than I like you. He's got bets going on who's going to go next in our family. And this is this is from, includes our cousins, uh, first cousins and all of that. And he has bets on, and we're all different ages. He, he let's see, who does he think's going next? I can't remember. He thinks of my brothers, he'll be the next to go. Well, then that'll solve that whole sick little yeah, game if yeah. that happens. But, I mean, it, it's it's like he talks obsessively. Who's he betting with? Just if a, you guys don't want to play with anybody. I don't think he's betting as oh. much as he's just proclaiming. Oh, I see. Yeah. He's just forecasting. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it just, I don't know. It just seems like and then, it was funnier when we were in how, our 20s and 30s. How it's right has he been since, since his 20s? Has he been spot on with his picks? Well, uh, no, I, I, I don't. There's no ev- evidence stop, that he knows then, what he's talking yeah, about at all. Yeah, then he needs to stop playing this yeah. silly game. But uh, I will tell you this: that guy has been laid up in the hospital way too many times. You know how many days I've been in the hospital? None. You've never been in the hospital. Never been in the hospital. I visited people in the hospital. I know I, I'm just tempting fate by even mentioning it. <clears throat> but you've had like outpatient stuff done. Yeah, and I've had, you know. Your uh, colonoscopy. And... No, I, I, you're right. My colonoscopy, I was in the hospital for four months. <laughs> That's right. They couldn't get it <laughs> you out. Liked... Yeah. <laughs> you're not. You're not helping me want to go do this. I promised you I would do that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Now, we don't need to talk about it right now. But you you did say that you were going to bring this up on a podcast, and you never did. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it now. Well, I don't want to talk about it. So you don't have anything scheduled at this point? I I don't. No, I don't. Okay. I tried. Wait wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You tried. So I went, because colonoscopies are expensive. Do you know how much they cost if you don't have it covered? I don't have it covered. Oh yeah, I, yeah, they are. They are expensive. <clears throat> They're like, right. like three grand, four grand, five grand, yeah, I, something I, like that. I, I, when I had mine last, we were with a company that had enough uh, insurance coverage that I didn't have to bear the full brunt of it. So I really you never knew how much they were. Probably still had to pay were. fifty percent or something. But now those are the kind of things that should be covered by insurance because they, you know, they could prevent. I mean, if God forbid you got colon cancer, now you're talking big money. Right. And trying to treat that. So I Preventive things did, should you, be... You know how I research everything, so I thought there's got to be another... Um, well, I've told you before that I, I think I could do one. I've had them done to me. I, I, I There's probably wait, videos you on just, you, YouTube that could... Have you done your own to yourself? No, 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 no. Although that's an interesting idea. Hmm. Let me write that down. See you can't please everyone. All right, so let me tell you what happened. So I went on and I found a low-cost colonoscopy company. I don't even know the name of it. But they operate in different states, and you can get in and get this done and get it done for like 1200 bucks. And I went, oh, that's a bargain for a, a, a butt exam. 1200 bucks. Can't please everyone, so you got to 
I'll, I'll do that. So I had started to schedule it. In the meantime, this was in December, I had to go to the dentist. So I go to the dentist and I'm getting a cleaning and I said, you know, I'm having some trouble with this tooth up here. The bottom line is I had to have an emergency root canal in December. So I had to pick one end or the other on where I was going <laughs> to throw my money. Yeah. And it went to this end. Yeah, so I get it. this I get it. end is going to have to wait because that root canal cost me $1,900. Right. No, you're right. I mean, and uh, which, which I guess brings us to this uh, article that you brought to my attention about uh, crowdfunding or e-bagging, as it is sometimes called, yes. when people want money for something like, like you, if you went on the internet, for example, uh, one of those crowdsourcing places, uh, Kickstarter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or, go or GoFundMe. Yeah, and, and you said, hey, everybody, uh, Pat Cashman says I need to have a colonoscopy. Yeah. But, but uh, I don't have the money for one, and nor does he. Uh, he's not coming forward with it. So, so would you please send me some money so that I can go have a colonoscopy? And that sounds absurd as we're saying it right now, but it isn't really because people are are putting things out there like, hey, I would really like to have some plastic surgery done. Yeah, I'd like to get new boobs, so I'm going to start a GoFundMe page. Or people are doing this, um, the most popular, uh, not popular, but the you'll see a lot of people trying to fund their weddings. And so... It, it, this article came up in the week about is it really is crowdsourcing has it sort of devolved into e-bagging is what they're calling it where some guys call it cyber bullying too yeah, yeah. do they yeah is it, it, it depends on how you look at it I guess they're, you're not under any obligation to actually come forth with any money right uh, and, and like for example we began this podcast by talking about these nice people that send us a few uh, you know, box every once in a while, and that's great. But yeah. we 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 aren't begging you for it. Well, we, yeah, we do off air. We're, we we beg know. and pray. Oh, we complain bitterly off the air, but not <laughs> not not during the actual podcast. Yeah. But I don't know. I you know we we talk about this TV show that my son and I do, up late Northwest, this sketch comedy show, and the biggest problem we've had with the show is finding uh, enough funding to. To do it in I the mean, ter in terms of sponsors, sponsors, yeah, you call it funding. It's sponsors, right? right. Uh, we've uh, we've had one very generous sponsor, Pemco, that has basically kept yeah. us afloat. But uh, in you know, we have had to make some decisions based on that, and 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 so we uh, we we have entertained the idea of crowdfunding. You know, eh, well, we should go, but it's just not in me. I can't do it. I, I just yeah. I would be ashamed, especially if you've got a show that's been on for three years, and now all of a sudden you're turning around and uh, putting your hand out. And and you and I have had this discussion before. How is that any different from public radio or public television? No, I know you're right, but it's just a matter of your personal comfort with with doing. And it. I don't disagree with yeah. you. I struggle with it too. I'm fiercely independent and want to do stuff on my own, so I'm not going to crowdsource my my butt exam. I need a new roof on my house too. Right. I mean, I could go on there and go, you know, if if fifteen thousand people just gave me one dollar, I could get a new roof. Mm -hmm. It's a, it is an interesting idea, but I'm too I have too much pride to do it. I I have my pride is so out of control. I don't even want to ask anybody for help if I if I needed it for for anything like really like if I had cancer, I don't think I'd even want to ask for help. Right. 
I just want to do stuff myself. Yeah. But people have no problem getting on, and people pay. People are like, yeah, I'll give this person a dollar. Well, Go have a nice wedding. That's how the televangelist business has been so prosperous. Oh, yes. They say, uh, uh, one woman writes, I've worked with enough people in dire financial straits to know that when they're asking for cash to pay off debts of their own making, mm -hmm. giving money isn't always what's best. Yeah, some, a lot of people get online and ask for, for, I'm in debt, can you give me money? Yeah, yeah. I don't give those people Some people money. like that have to fall hard before they Very true. wind up helping themselves. I've had that situation. I have, I've had financial, really low financial times. And I've even thought about, okay, if I have to live in my car, what am I going to do? And I just, the thought of somebody bailing me out, I just want to do it on my own. Even if that means I have to, I would have to live in my car for a month. I would still want to do that and pick myself back up because I know I can take care of myself. Yeah. I just don't think I could go on GoFundMe and say, you know, my Nordstrom bill is $15,000 if yeah. you could you help, help me, me out. out on that? I promise I won't run it up like that again. Uh, so, but because there is this way to do it now, thanks to the internet, uh, people are, some people are giant, jumping on board and saying, yeah, this is a way I can get it done. Yeah. If you wanted to ask people to help you fix your roof, for example. Sure. What's in it for them? I mean, how can you, how can you pay them back? It just. Well, I, I mean, think that because I, I crowd, the, the whole idea of crowdfunding is that it doesn't, it's not a huge burden on any individual. Whole, right. Yeah. Uh, though if you get a whole group of people. Like the Bernie Sanders campaign. It's very, yeah. very easy to get if you, if the, the idea being if you get 10,000 people to donate a dollar. And when you're on GoFundMe and you're on uh, those types of websites, there's a lot of people that are subscribing to those. So they may say, yeah, you know. For a dollar, I'll help this person out. But there isn't anything in it other than they're just doing something good to help somebody. Yeah, well, of course, and then there's the whole problem of how do I know the legitimacy of, of what they're begging for? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Could, they could just be I suspect everybody. Spending this money on candy. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or some girl like that. Candy, I call my sugar candy. Because I'm sweet on candy And candy's sweet on me And I could not let this podcast end without acknowledging the passing of yet another person and one of my radio heroes, Bob Elliott, of Bob and Ray. And if you don't know who Bob and Ray were, get on YouTube and, and check it out. They were very big comedic duo in the 50s and 60s and here is just a taste of Bob and Ray. Well would you sit there now and and tell us your name please. Harlow P. Whitcomb. And where are you from? From Glens Falls. New York. <laughs> New York. And what do you do? I am the president and recording secretary. Secretary of the S 
T O A. What does that stand for? Slow talkers of America. We believe in speaking slowly in forming your words, thoughts, our ideas and opinions clearly before speaking we speak we are here in New York City in the city of New York attending a convention our annual convention membership convention convention all of our members all 200 members and 50 members seven members are here speaking talking slowly, slowly so that you'll never be misunderstood as opposed to the members of the F T O A T O A O A A the fast talkers of America talkers of America of America, America. Our credo is to speak slowly. Goes something like, like this. this. Would you lower the curtain, please? We need to be a nervous wreck. for listening to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.